I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins. And you're listening to Biz Talks, a weekly conversation with local business leaders about topics affecting New Orleans and Southeast Louisiana. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, the editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine. And this week we're going to talk about weather threats. And normally this time of year, the weather threat is all about hurricanes, um, which we are always on the watch for. But this year is different. Um, We've had, as is news to nobody, record-breaking heat and almost no rain, which has resulted in 90% of the state being in a drought, um, including 50% of Orleans and Jefferson parishes being classified as an extreme or exceptional drought. We are about 23 inches below normal rainfall right now. Um, But so instead of water and high winds this summer, the biggest threat has been fire. Um, We've had about 600 fires in the state just just in August that have burned about 60,000 acres, which in perspective is about what we, close to what we see in a whole year. Um, And that has included the Tiger Island fire um, just off the coast of Texas, um, which has been burning in Beauregard Parish since August 22nd. It is one of the largest wildfires in Louisiana history. Uh, doubled in size just over the past weekend. Um, and the, the fire covers an astonishing 33,000 acres, um, which is just hard to imagine. Uh, is the worst weather-related fire danger in the state's history that we're going through right now. We've got a burn ban. We've got seven different states helping out with fires across the state. Um, as of end of August, two people had died with millions in damage to homes and crops and forests. We have air quality issues. Um, and I guess to talk about that on a little bit more of a business scale, my guest today is Steve, Stephen Latham. He's the general manager um, of the Savannah, Georgia and Charleston, South Carolina branches of a company called First On-Site Property Restoration. They are a commercial disaster recovery company um, and also a full-service general contractor. They have about 90 offices across the U.S., Canada, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico. Um, and they deal with these kind of huge issues all the time, including both fire and hurricanes. Um, welcome, Stephen. Hey there. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not the happiest topic, but you guys do deal with this all the time. Um including historic wildfires in, in California and British Columbia and Oregon. Um, what, what do you guys do when this, when this happens? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, my mind always goes to safety. Uh, we, you know, we work with the local authorities on, on various levels, um, obviously with business owners and homeowners to ensure that the, the properties that we're re-engaging in after these events are safe. Um, you know, sometimes there's smoke damage only, which is not as much of a, a safety threat in the physical sense, um, other than, you know, there are obviously the, the health risks associated with that. Uh, but again, working with local authorities on making sure that we can safely get into these spaces, uh, do a full on assessment, document very well um, existing conditions, uh, and, and really, again, work with clients to try to fast track any repair needs so that we can minimize that business disruption or uh, or time out of out of one's home. So who calls you in? 
Uh, it's it's a variety of people, you know, in, in the world of fires, uh, there's there's sometimes needs for property securing. So something as simple as putting up fences, but obviously in a, a large, more area wide event such as wildfires, uh, it could again, it could be local authorities. It could be homeowners specifically, uh, business owners. Uh, we have a lot of great relationships across the U.S. and Canada uh, with multifamily organizations, healthcare organizations, uh, lots of just different commercial uh environments. And so, again, the, the calls can come in from a wide variety of, of different directions. So if a business does call you in and there had been a wildfire in the area, what kind of things can you help with? Well, so smoke remediation being one, again, wildfires, uh, you know, you're not just necessarily impacted by fire specifically. Um, being local to the the impact zone uh, also being downwind of uh, yeah. smoke, smoke remediation can be a, a big part of it. But again, we do everything from coming in and, and doing assessments and, and partnering with people just to, to assess. Um, there's also industrial hygiene testing uh, for you know lead and asbestos in properties that may be damaged prior to any demolition. Um, we participate in the demolition of properties, unfortunately, if they've experienced these events so that we can clear the space for a, a new uh, dwelling or business to go, um, all the way down to just, you know, again, minor smoke damage, odor control. Uh, so the list goes on and on, but uh, we try to take things, you know, as unique incidents and make sure that we're attentive to to all the different aspects of these projects that come in. So when you're coming in and making those assessments, I'm assuming that, that you know, obviously helps with insurance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the insurance provider, um, as well as the owner of the dwelling or the business is, is, are ones that we work with, you know, hand in hand from start to finish. Um, you know, obviously they dictate uh, the flow of a lot of things. Again, we have to make sure that properties are cleared by local authorities in the event of, um, again, significant fire damage or death or, again, there's so many different factors that go in. Uh, you have to make sure that that local authority governing bodies, you know, cleared you to go into these spaces. And then again, we work with the, the insurance company from start to finish to make sure that uh, the, the process goes as fluid as, as it can. Okay. Um, what about also emergency response planning? You guys do some of that? We do. We do. You know, preventative measures is, is a lot of what we do. I, I think, it, it, and that goes for, you know, water all the way through fire, but anything that you can do to prevent these types of situations. And that goes, you know, I go back to my childhood and think of the old Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent forest fire. Um, you know, so one thing that we do is, is is talk about prevention a lot. What what are fire hazards that are in buildings and, and try to identify those ahead of time. If, it, if there's electrical systems that are older, maybe consider getting those systems upgraded, having GFI outlets in buildings. Again, there's there's a million ways that these things start, you know, thinking of, of somebody smoking, maybe flicking a, a, a butt out of a window. Again, those are just the types of things we, we talk through it all um, and really, again, try to monitor those local conditions. You know, obviously, I think you mentioned earlier, drier times, uh, a lot more fires. If, if there was a lot of uh, rain downfall in local areas, it's a lot less likely. So, um, again, just a, a wide variety of ways. Yeah, I never would have thought that we would be in this situation when I think Louisiana, I don't think drought in any way. I came from California and, and that is obviously fires have always been an issue and I've been through a few evacuations, but never thought that that would be an issue here. So it's um, definitely, definitely weird territory to be in. 
Um, but I'm curious about the smoke stuff because like, well, like we've seen with the, the fires in Canada, I know you guys have some offices up there. Um, that smoke can really travel. Um, and as far as smoke damage and, and issues there, what, what do you guys do when you come in? How do you help with something like that? No, absolutely. Again, I kind of go back to safety first. It, it starts with that, that, that assessment period and, and, and allowing the area to be available for that assessment. Um, you know, some of the things that, that we can we do is, is making sure we're using the appropriate PPE for our teams. Um, again, you going into these spaces, if there's a heavy soot involvement, you don't want to disrupt a lot of that uh, without the appropriate respiratory uh, precautions on. Uh, we use HEPA filtration, a lot of air scrubbing or air cleaning. Um, you know, and then again, we follow a very strict set of standards. Uh, we use a lot of IICRC, which is a, a certification body that, that we, we have a lot of technicians that we send out on jobs, our supervisors, project managers that are going to be certified in fire restoration um, specifically. And, and so it, it helps that they have that in-depth knowledge of how to do these things. Um, a lot of times in fire, you're going to want duct to be cleaned, your HVAC systems, because um, if it sits there and circulates in the system, you know, it's a good opportunity for, for the odor to stay there for a while. Uh, we come in and can do soft goods or content cleaning at times. Um, a very specialized system of coming in and making sure that soft goods don't retain that smoke odor. Uh, and again, working with the owner and insurance provider the whole way through the process to make sure that, you know, things get achieved effectively, efficiently and, and successfully. What kind of issues, um, I guess if you what kind of issues could happen if you don't deal with things properly? Well, there's always, you know, that's a great question. There's, there's always the opportunity for secondary damages, you know, and so uh, long-term exposure, I mean, think of, of the, the human body similar to a, a building in, in some capacities, long-term exposure to, to smoke uh, would, you know, potentially cause respiratory concerns in the person, but um, your house has a, an HVAC system that is constantly breathing that same, same, you know, smoked air. And so, uh, the longer the duration of exposure, the the, the worse the smell can be. Um, fabrics and things tend to retain a smoke odor, um, obviously in a heavier smoke situation for a longer period of time. And sometimes it can be almost impossible to get rid of. And again, you have to work with your insurance providers and owners on, you know, the unfortunate situation where people are going to have to discard of, of some of their personal contents. Yeah. Wow. What do you think are the biggest issues that you guys help with? um as far as fire is concerned is it smoke is it insurance stuff is it um construction concerns what what's kind of the main thing or the biggest issue that you guys are helpful with well i mean unfortunately or fortunately i guess that they're, they're all they all go hand in hand uh you know where there's smoke or, you know, there's generally fire yeah um, you know and so the the insurance adjusters are going to get involved early on and um, using specific software and specific guidelines that they're required, um, you know, may generate pricing uh, for remediation efforts that, um, you know, they would share with us or in turn, we would do similar and share with them. And so we get to a mutually agreed upon scope of work um, with the intention of returning uh, properties to, you know, as was prior or better condition uh, before the project's complete. So looking in the future, we've had weather events all over the world this year that have been um, unprecedented. Is this something, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess 
for good or bad, but this is good for your business, right? You guys are in the business of helping with major weather events, and we are looking to see more of these going forward. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say one man's tragedy, one man's triumph, but at the yeah. end of the day, you know, our, our goal is, is never to capitalize off of, of, you know, tragic events. You know, we want to make sure that we are positioned to be the best partner that we can, um, understanding the significant impact to businesses. You know, if you think of of a lot of our partners, again, being healthcare, um, if we can't provide the services in a, in a location, you know, that, that are required of our healthcare teams, um, just the impact to the local you know, the local population is going to be tremendous. So um, while it may not seem like it, something as simple as a restoration company can have a tremendous, you know, impact on, on business continuity in a region, uh, on healthcare, on uh, tourism. Uh, again, you think of heads and beds in a, a, a hotel. If the hotel has to shut down, uh, the amount of revenue lost during a, an event can be tremendous. So the faster that we can partner with that that owner, that company, that insurance adjuster to get people back on track, uh, it's just going to be a, a tremendous win, you know, for all involved. Absolutely. How many companies are there like yours out there? And I'm assuming they they exist all over the world, wherever there's. Yeah, issues. yeah, there are. You know, I, there's probably, and I'm sure I'm I'm undershooting here, but I would say there's a, a group of probably ten to fifteen of the larger, more national players in the game okay. um, obviously local and regional towns and companies have um, you know more of the the local variety of what we do so um, you know I think if we're kind of leaning towards figuring out how to partner with someone on these events you know I would always recommend going with someone again that has the, the certifications behind their names there's a lot of education that goes into these losses okay. um, whether it be fire water mold um, you know, so to make sure that the appropriate project scope and the appropriate details can be completed, communicated and documented um, is critical during these events. And like you guys said, you guys have 90 offices, about about 90 offices. So this is something you guys have been doing. How long have you been doing this kind of work, the company? So the company, uh, goodness gracious, a, a minimum of 50 years. Um, you know, I know of, I know of at least 40. Um, and again, we we have at first on site have grown from uh, a group of a conglomerate of several very high quality companies, and and we continue to grow every day. Um, we have new branches and new acquisitions that are that are happening pretty regularly at this point. Uh, but again, you know, there's ten to fifteen major players in the game. Uh, we like to think that we have positioned ourselves to be one of them. Um, the company has tremendous resources. Uh, you know, as you probably are aware, just the last two days, we've been dealing with a hurricane here uh, in the southeast. And, and both of my branches just happen to be, you know, right in the in the, the cone. Um, and the, just the, the capacity and the ability to mobilize resources, um, labor, not just labor, but skilled labor, uh, management. It, it's a tremendous feat uh, to do that in any capacity. Um, but first on site does it very well. It's, it's, it's a pretty incredible thing to be a part of. So, yeah, just on that note, we'll end with, um, so you said like your, your branches are Savannah and Charleston. What are you guys doing on that front right now? Well, so uh, in, in, in the mid Atlantic division is what we call ourselves, which is essentially the East coast, anything above Florida to about the Philadelphia area. Uh, we specialize a lot in healthcare. Uh, you know, the healthcare environment's a very sensitive environment, obviously with the patient population. 
Um, so patient safety becomes a tremendous thing. Infection control becomes a big deal. Um, so we, we, we very much specialize in healthcare, uh, but also, you know, have a, a very wide knowledge base of the multifamily and just general commercial industry. Um, so again, it's the, you know, fortunately, wildfires don't happen all the time. Fortunately, hurricanes don't happen all the time. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, local businesses, local homes have fire, flood, and mold pretty regularly. And so we do everything we can to be the best partner we can for our local, uh, our local clientele. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. This is a busy time um, for what you do. Um, <laughs> but how do people find out more about, um, about your company and, and all what you guys do about First Onsite? No, absolutely. They can call me directly now. They we can go directly to our <laughs> website, which is uh, www.firstonsite.com. Uh, on the website, it has links to specific landing pages for each and every branch. Uh, so no matter the location and the need across the country, you, you will have a point of contact for, for that specific location. Um, so definitely would encourage anybody with any needs um, or any desire just to be, you know, again, uh, thoughtful ahead of time. Let, you know, let's work together to, to plan for these things before they happen. Uh, I would Absolutely. encourage them to check out our website. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you and the work that you guys do. And, and, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we won't need you a whole lot more this year, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll I guess we'll see. We, but, we, tell, uh, we tell everyone, keep us on speed dial, but we hope you never have to call. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Kim. It was great joining. Thanks for listening. Biz Talks is brought to you by Biz New Orleans Magazine. Follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans and visit bizneworleans.com for daily news and stories.